Welcome to episode 287 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my uh, haunted co-hosts, Peter and Jake. Mm-hmm. It's misdirection. And ha- we, are, uh, we are indeed haunting you with this edition of the podcast, which I have on this sheet of paper right here, if I can just read this off. Um, I believe this is the... Harry's particularly precarious Harry Curry Carry edition of the cast. It's happening this weekend. Go attend. It's for nothing. No, it's not for charity. It just exists. Grab your plate of of sauce and and um, rice and and fiber and run across an obstacle course. It's it's Carrie's particularly precarious Harry Curry carry. Do I get any bonus points if I use a a pita? <laughs> isn't this not the plot of Squid Game? No, that's the yeah, that's the powerfully parious uh, pita pocket um, power power run. You know, I I spent like I spent like twenty bucks on a really good pita like for that one. For that run, so like I tried to like double Who's, dip. Who spends twenty bucks on a pita? You haven't had all these pitas in pita. pocket paporium. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this guy knows his pita pockets. Okay, he makes his drink cups are polka dots. You know, you walk in and you want a soda to go. The only music they play is polka. <laughs> You want a soda to go in Paulie's Pita Pocket Paporium? And you got to get one of those those, those 90s drink cups with the swirly blue and white vibes. The the Jerry Cup? The vibes. It's just a vibe, dude. Vibes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I could uh, could just make word, word avalanches all day, but we're here for business. Yeah, it's the Halloween edition of the cast. Uh, We all dressed up. Because it's the mm-hmm. Thursday before all. I'm dressed week. up. <laughs> what are you? I what are you, Jake? Fucking the that. American Mountain Dew flavor for the Fourth of July. Fucking, he's fucking Joey Buttafuoco. Yo, these are some some Buffalo Bill Zubas pants. Comfy as fuck. They stretchy elastic band that could stretch a mile wide. My mommy got them for me. Because I'm going to watch the Buffalo Bills play on Sunday in my living room. There's a certain phrase, uh, energy to the phrase, Buffalo Bills Zubas. Um, And I I I don't have the spectrometer to analyze the energy coming off of that statement. You could just smell the blue, the Blats, the the Labats blue. Wow. The Buffalo Bills. Wow. Wow, this margarita's working fast. <laughs> you're you you you're wearing Joey Buttafuoco yeah. pants, you know the the hero who raped a minor and <laughs> shot his wife. Hey, you know it happens to the best of us, you know. <laughs> Does it though? Of course. <laughs> and of course, as always, we're coming at you live. From an IMAX theater near New you. New York, it's Saturday night. 
We've shown up two hours early. That's the wrong theme song. To the Dune IMAX movie and to record the podcast right before we see it for the fifth time. We've all seen it. Jake suggested we go method and actually hike through a desert to get to a movie theater. I actually went to my local Rofo. Uh, they're still selling live bait in their front uh, vending machine uh, dispensary. Uh, they're still selling the earthworms. Oh, yeah. uh, so I, I, I have a, a can of earthworms, and I'm going to name them Shy Halud and say, <laughs> what are you going to do, boy? Are you going to eat a sand crawler? You gonna, you gonna make gonna, the 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 sand go make me some bzz? spice. At See, uh, at certain points, they did. I did feel like they went a little too heavy with the uh, Star Wars iconography. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, fucking Frank Herbert thought that George Lucas huh? ripped his ass off. Yeah, George? I guess that's fair. Wait, yeah, I was gonna say George George Lucas stole his shit from Dune. The book. All I'm asking, the only concession I'm asking, is that we upgrade from the shy halud to the outgoing halud. Maybe even a bold halud. What about the yeah the brash halud? Brash halud. Oh. Oh god. My my mind went. I have to I have to like quit my job because my mind went to like outlook. in outgoing um, mailbox. Oh. And I was like, where's the scent allude? Where's my inbox allude? Where's my draft allude? Fuck me, dude. You oh. talking about oh. Pokemon? Let me uh, <laughs> let me find uh, perhaps the most. <laughs> Yo, can you tell I'm burnt out? Let me find you the most brave, um, <laughs> the most triggering. Uh, sound for us in our in our daily office jobs, and of course my favorite, the adamant halud. He's a, quite an adamant halud. His attack is so naturally gifted, but his special attack, not so much. Weak to All water. Right, this, how to hurt Jake in, in zero steps or less? Oh my god! Stop with the fucking. So let me open the link, goddammit. Uh, why did I replay? <laughs> ah, I just went to a worse I've been one. I checking it's... my outlook pretty compulsively the past few days. How do you play it? In four notes, that, that musical phrase communicates the entire message of, oh, there's about to be some bullshit coming my way. Bill Gates did. What is it this time? Bill Gates is going to now sell like defense weapons to like riot police and just use that on repeat to get rid of rioters. (laughs) Just you wait. It's Microsoft's entry into the defense industry. But Jake, they won't know what it is. The rioters. They've never worked a day. (laughs) Oh, fucking got him. You have a meeting Uh, in 15 minutes. What? No. I don't remember scheduled for this meeting. Of course, in my current job, it's the opposite problem. Uh, there was this x-ray training today I was supposed to go to, but no one bothered to tell me about it. So had I not been walking by at the precise moment, oh. I would have not. Dude, don't you love that? Just like, thanks for the invite. Thanks, guys. You guys are having fun without me. 
There's a reason. Like, there's a reason Kurt's ac- in across state lines <laughs> half the time over these last couple weeks, <laughs> with apparently no oversight. <laughs> that was that was fucking fantastic when you got back and they just they didn't realize you were gone. <laughs> Peter and I, are, I've been I've been applying for some jobs uh, in New York, and I've been up interviewing a couple times. Peter and I were having lunch on Monday. And I had to take a couple days off from my current job. And I, I said to Peter, you know what? They're so disorganized. There's a non-zero percent chance that they don't dock any of my pay. And I just give my full paycheck. And Wednesday was payday. And I woke up and I checked my account. And I'm like, yep, yeah, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even deduct the life insurance, health insurance p- premiums. <laughs> I just Lazy assumed you were there. Assuming. It's literally fucking. Um, oh, now I got another link. Uh, it's fucking. It's it's this clip from The Simpsons. Uh, where Homer fucking takes the day off from work. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the epic, the epic poet Homer. Homer J. Simpson. He wrote some pretty good poems, though. Hmm. Homer, he had two really fucking big ones. Shit about donuts and something, I think. He's just a fucking two-hit wonder, man. Anyone can come up with two poems. Yeah, but back then, the one hit was like literally half your life. And then you'd be, you'd be, you know... I've felt felt that way sometimes, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) I don't smoke weed. Look, I'm I'm just telling I'm just saying that fucking like Odysseus published his memoirs like four BC before he How did. did Homer die? His shit. Did he get and then everyone's like, Oh Homer, you're so great. And Odysseus is sitting in the corner being like you you, you swindled oh. me. Oh homie. I trusted you to publish this. <laughs> Do you think I he was you... like murdered because he he wrote something like blasphemous and he got canceled i think there's the writer's strike happened and he lost his he lost his writing staff i think which was a literal staff that he used (laughs) (laughs) to chisel the tablets (laughs) (laughs) the union the union that was working for him revolted because he wasn't paying them enough to to hit his staff to, to chisel into the rock his poems Let's see. <laughs> I'm, I'm legitimately curious. I don't know if they know I died. Well, but um, oh, the Odyssey again, written in 24 books, deals with incidents connected. Oh, so maybe the poems were multiple books that he wrote. Maybe he was too prolific. He he did too many projects. You know what? All these like, places like are a Greek, certain they don't sound real. It's all Greek to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't be that dumb. I'm not a Do you know how many times I made that joke when I was in Greece? Enough times to have my family hate me for the rest of the time we were in Greece. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh as I mean, too much of a good thing, right? Um, just like our first trailer on Trey Watch. What is um, that? I don't even fucking know what the name of this movie is. Too I, much Bruce Willis. I just, it's next Br- Bruce Willis movie. Too much Bruce um, Willis is, is not a good thing. It's the From it's Sam a late films. October Bruce Willis movie, yeah. 
from good old Seven Films, the only uh, competitors to Lionsgate in the uh, Bruce Willis movie per uh, percentage of your release schedule crown, um, comes Deadlock. Oh, that's what it was. Starring Bruce Willis and Patrick Muldoon. Best known for being a minor character in Starship Troopers. Wow. Bruce Willis is starting to act like a menstrual cycle and just show up on this movie trailer feed every fucking month. And it's about the time where, like, if I don't see him in another month, I'm going to get, like, concerned that I'm pregnant. <laughs> in this Can case, I get a like, in this case, check on Mr. Bruce Willis? I didn't see a trailer for him this week. <laughs> On Trey Watch and the cops like, what the fuck's Trey Watch? Oh, it's this thing on this podcast. Yeah. Does PMS in this case stand for participating in movies that are shitty? Yeah. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. This movie might be less shitty than the other one that he did. <laughs> I, I honestly. The other one. I honestly couldn't yeah, no. tell you. They all are the same fucking movie. And I'm waiting for the Bruce this Willis. This one's theme. actually a little bit different because he's he's the bad guy in this movie. Um, I watched this and it kind of reminded me a bit of Michael Bay's The Rock, um, right down to uh, one of the heroes being a a convict who was was out mm-hmm. on well, Sean Connery was let out because he was the only one who had ever escaped from Alcatraz in that movie. Actually, that movie's not terrible. As far as Michael Bay movies go, is that this guy's my favorite Michael Bay movie? Is that this guy's first job since Starship Troopers? No, he's been in some really bad TV movies, and uh, I think he was on Melrose Place. I see. He just wanted to be on on a big time screen one more time. Um, I mentioned so I mentioned to yeah big time screen. This is going direct to video. (laughs) Yep. Um, I don't. Like the the plot is, uh, ooh, they're in a water treatment facility and water. Um, but no, I I told I vaguely warned Jake and Kurt that I would have a a question for them, and I would need each of our participation in this matter. Um, and it's it's actually a very simple question, uh, but one with ramifications that may change our entire lives. Um. From now until the end of the year, what is the over-under on Bruce Willis movies? More Bruce Willis movies. Oh, more Bruce Willis movies? Yeah, being announced, at least. All right. Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit because I've seen his IMDb. Oh, damn you. And if I remember correctly, there are three more. Okay, I was gonna say three as well, just on like the just the vibe that on my four. Miss Cleo vibes. Four. I bet four. <gasps> Jake I is bold. I think he's got. I think he's got a sleeper one. I think. So so here's the thing. Like I've I've seen his IMDb right, and I can't remember if Deadlock was on there or not. So there might be some hidden Bruce Willis mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. that not even IMDb knows about. I know. He's got to come out with one every single month. But let's let's take a look here. So for 2021 he has Maybe it's only two then. He only has one for November one for December. Okay. Have we seen 
Wait, he's got 2021 movies that are still in pre-production? Hair of the Dog, Paradise City, The Fortress 2, White Elephant, A Day to Die. Oh, no, that's coming out in 2022. So there's four... Okay, so three of them are in post-production. So he does have three movies for sure coming out in 2021 still. Hair of the Dog is in pre-production. Somehow. And slated for a 2021 release. Um, American Siege. That's in post-production. So four. I mm. guess. Mm. <coughs> um, oh, well, got... Or but it could be five. Because he has hair of the dog. That's in pre-production. <laughs> Too goddamn, uh, too confusing. I, too many movies. Stop, stop, Bruce Willis. Stop. So so far, he's had Cosmic Sin, Midnight in the Switchgrass, Out of Death, Survive the Game. So he's had four come out so far. Uh, Apex is complete. Fortress is complete. Deadlock is complete. So that's seven movies in 2021. And he has another three slated to come out. Or another four slated to come out. So he could have done 11 movies. Which is literally just about one movie per month. That's, yeah, that's enough movies! Or at least one movie every four and a half weeks. So when we talk, when we joke about there's a Bruce Willis movie every month like a menstrual cycle we're not that far off no it's it's and uncanny. I'm glad I was able to break that down for you guys man I got real there I broke it down like Brian Williams slow jamming the news yep. before he was disgraced <laughs> um alright so I related question much less important um with the amount of movies he's been in how close do we think the runtime? Of all these movies combined, even the parts he's not in, the runtime of all the movies he's been in this year combined, do they match up to the amount of time in total he has been on set this year? I'm going to say no, because I'm pretty sure at least one of those movies he did in a Zoom call. Okay. I think this may be the closest ratio of, of any actor that, that oh, at least I've sure. seen. Yeah. Where the I amount mean, he's in the movies is famously. almost as much as the amount he was actually there for. If any Hopkins famously only on in the, the sounds of the lambs for 16 minutes, but uh, he was on set most of those days. <laughs> And did multiple takes. I'm sure Bruce Willis is just the one take. So I don't know how the fuck I found this, but technically this is a movie that's coming out. But I found it while I was looking through shit for Bruce Willis. And I think Kurt, you're gonna want to see this either now or later. But Bruce Campbell. Yes, I, I saw I saw that that was coming out, and they also apparently have wrapped filming on the next Evil Dead movie and they, I believe I've set a Guinness Book of World Records by using 6,500 
gallons of blood in that movie. Oh my god, that's awesome. I, the, you know Maybe. what this world needs to heal is more Bruce Campbell. And it's a hundred percent true. And I think this is this Black Friday movie is a step in that direction. And now you're telling me that there's some some Evil Dead shenanigans going on in the background. So I'm hype. I'm on the hype train. I'm off the Bruce Willis train. I'm on the Bruce Campbell train. Grab me some of that soup. Honestly, I would be I'd be a lot happier in life if uh you know, it was Bruce Campbell coming out with 11 movies in 2021. Yeah, that'd be that that would be ideal. What? what? I think that's the correct timeline. Mm-hmm. What changes if you substitute Bruce Willis for Bruce Campbell more in all blood. Bruce Willis's movies? More, more um, blood. They're far more entertaining, number one. It takes mm-hmm. all of the scenes that Bruce Willis would have done where so, he's like, grumble, 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 grumble. And it takes so, the Bruce Campbell scenes where he makes comedy gold and he puts it in there. So I would say it'd be like going from Daniel Craig, James Bond, to Roger Moore, James Bond, which, as we've discovered, is the best James Bond. Mm-hmm. Top John. Top Bond. Top James. Top. Top Bond. There's a lot Take of Bonds. Bond I don't know. I, I want to do a sample. I want to I want to taste test my Bonds. I would say... Uh, well, you know, the, most people feel that it's uh, Sean Connery's the best. Or they're young and think it's Daniel Craig because he's the only James Bond they've ever You done. know, but I feel like people say Sean Connery's like their best James Bond because he was the one who was popular when they saw the Bond movies. So they're like, oh, I'm well, comfortable with Sean one. Connery. Can that be his slogan? Like for his, his marketing campaign? I'm comfortable with Sean Connery. Is why would he need po- a marketing campaign? Post Maybe it's the name movement, of his talk yes. show. Welcome to I'm Comfortable with Sean Connery. Post Me Too movement, yes. I would say that's an appropriate... To say you're comfortable with somebody means they are not going to touch me. I think everyone's comfortable that Sean Connery is not going to touch them because he is six feet under. Oh, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, You know, I... Zombies are a thing, so you never know. I'm trying to I'm trying to stitch together like a like a zombie like uh, uh, scandal joke. It's not coming to me. Well, as we know, one of the most famous zombies was a zombie carpenter by the name of Jesus, and in the trailer for uh, Benny Data. Yeah, I think um, he just put in my neighbor's flooring the other week. I think Jesus was one of the, the, the guys from the flooring company that that put in the laminate flooring in her bedroom. It looked really nice. It did a good job. Really broke new ground with that one. And uh, three days later, they came again to finish the job because they forgot that. Paul Verhoeven <laughs> is directing a religious movie about a girl who gets... Fucked by Jesus? I'm not 100% sure what's going on. I'm in love with Jesus. That's an okay That was a fucking South Park joke where Eric Cartman, he becomes a Christian rock group and he just, he makes regular, like, I love you girl songs. Yeah, you just take any any pop song and replace Baby with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Accurate. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, it's Paul Verhoeven, so it's gonna be something. Yeah, it has a, uh, poll quote in here from Jezebel that calls it intoxicating and explosive. I don't know that I want to watch any movie that Jezebel gives a positive review to her. But then again, it's the hope. People uh, are making the joke that it's basically Satan's Alley from Tropic Thunder. Which I, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I still haven't seen Tropic Thunder, so I, I can't really comment. Sheesh. Um, but yeah, she's like she's like crazy, but also she's like, I own all of you. Follow me. Yeah, I. This feels like a movie that's. And then Jesus been made. karate chops the snakes. Yeah, Jesus Hell goes yeah. fucking John Wick on these snakes. Makes sense. <laughs> um, I thought I understood the messaging of this movie. Right up until that happened. Right up until Jesus karate chopped the snake in half. There are lesbians in this, which is pretty dope. She's a lesbian for Jesus. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with this movie. I plan on watching it. The L and LDS now stands movie. for lesbians. Oh, Latter-day Saints. I <laughs> didn't new, think about that for a minute there. The, the new, Church of Lesbians <laughs> Doing Sex. The new alphabet soup. Move over, LGBTQ. <laughs> LGBTQ LDS. We got, we got lesbians, <laughs> dogs, and snakes. You put you just write the whole fucking... Uh, you put the whole Christogram right at the end of it. Uh, we got another trailer for House of Gucci. Mm-hmm. House um, of Tucci, because it's the second trailer. No, that's the Stanley Tucci biopic. Yeah, yeah I was about to say that Stanley Tucci isn't in this. Don't get me excited like that. Oh, I want him to do a parody of the shit, but House of Tucci. And it's just him. And like just at home, him. He just, he's or, just reading the newspaper. Yeah, just, he's at home and he's slowly eating his dinner. Or there's he's or there's got, a bunch. He's got like a steak, a baked potato, and a side salad, and it's just ninety minutes of him eating. Or Stanley Tucci just casts all the different roles, and he does like a uh, like a Medea kind of thing meet with Stanley Tucci, sort of thing. Yeah, meet the clumps, whatever. And I think I like, I think I found it, kids. The Tucci, <laughs> Tucci cookbook cooking at home. Of course, this exists. Of course, this exists. <laughs> It's just, Why it's just Stanley Tucci making a pizza. That's exactly what you would think would be on the internet. Stanley Tucci cooking his fucking brick oven in his backyard. <laughs> well, fucking Italian mariachis serenade him. Of course this exists. <laughs> Say something to me. Tucci, talk to me. This is he so, he, this feels so right. <laughs> right? Like maybe this is so fucking surreal. It feels like I'm sitting in, in his like patio. Like you know, everyone has that glass table with the fucking umbrella shit on it. Like I feel like I'm sitting there waiting for him to finish making this margarita pizza that we're about to have for lunch. Yeah, like I finished my appetizers a little too quickly, and the conversations died down. So everyone just kind of turns their eyes to him making the pizza. 
We're all just kind of silently waiting for it. Then he makes like Stanley, you burned the crust. You burned the crust, Stanley. No, no, no. That's perfectly cooked. What the fuck are you talking about? That's a brick that oven. Wait, that was the whole video? <laughs> <laughs> it was just, he just puts the pizza no, in the it's oven. it's not the whole video. There's fucking <laughs> clips of his fucking Italian lesbian grandma. <laughs> And what appears to be Cesaro at the head of the table. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? Oh, it. so good. <coughs> oh, these these comments are so good. So not only a genius act- actor, but an excellent cook. Bravo, Stanley. You didn't taste the pizza. Yeah, did... It could be shit. I l- oh, my God. This, sauce. this fucking comment is so good. Oh, this might be better than anything we're going to review today. Uh, Mr. Tucci, this song for a start, it's so anachronistic. Hopefully your new documentary about Italy will be true and not with numerous cliché as seen in many other so-called cooking-slash-cultural I-know-everything videos. Please give to Italy finally that variety that the old peninsula cradle of civilization has and deserves. Italy, it's not only spaghetti e mandolino. From the Alps to the Mediterranean, it's a colorful, culturally changing country. Five exclamation points. I thought the uh, Indus River Valley was the cradle civilization. Thought so too, but but apparently Isidre Zanzibar disagrees. It's amazing. <laughs> Isidre Zanzibar. That's a real I name. need more Tucci cooking. I need the Tucci cookbook. All right, so that's a review of the House of Gucci trail. <laughs> Standard Tucci makes a pizza. <laughs> Pretty good movie, all things considered. I think we should take this clip and just re-upload it under the title House of Tucci. <laughs> hey, you you have the keys to the YouTube channel. I won't stop you. House of Tucci coming 2022. Uh, next up we have the unforgivable Sandra Bullock did a thing and she wants to see her daughter so she shot a cop for reasons that are made this is clear is is this just the 2021 version of crash i i get Maybe. this vibe like this is this is oscar bait prime but it's netflix trash. yeah i would say i would say it might be oscar bait but it is netflix trash so, Maybe this is Netflix trying to be like we're we're in the game too and make people. Well, I mean, Roma won an Oscar. Oh, that's right. So there's there is the there is good Netflix what, trash. For, make no for mistake, tomatoes. It's all Netflix trash. Get it? Get it? What did, why did a tomato win? Yeah, Roma or tomatoes? They're also gypsies. Hey, they don't like that word. I, you know what? If there's one ethnic group I'm not too worried about pissing off, it's the gypsies. I don't think they have internet, so they really can't cancel anybody. So it works out. But imagine if they all like sprung for a family plan on T-Mobile, <laughs> the power they could wield on Twitter as the gypsy sect. Gypsy Twitter would be the number one no, subreddit. No, 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 no. They go with. Oh no, Aunt Mona got leprosy. They're, they're Ryan Reynolds Mint Mobile. We had the, the barrier in the backyard before it spreads. <laughs> they got to get a family plan that they can at least haggle down to to the price they want. 
They, they, I think I was I was cursed in, at the Vatican by some Shrek Nona looking woman. <laughs> hey, you know what happens? Vatican's a crazy place. Mm-hmm. I hear they made a movie about it or some shit. <laughs> it would see that kind of curse if it happened to me, it would have been really bad. But I'm a modern person with modern beliefs. I don't believe in women. You don't exist. I don't believe in their powers. <laughs> I think they're a construct that we give them. Women are a There are two genders, gamer and political. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes people can be trans and watch Hassan. I am trans. I am sometimes gamer, sometimes political. I am gender fluid. <laughs> shambles you can also be non-dairy <laughs> non-dairy he said wait what <laughs> well whatever that I is i don't i don't identify it. as either uh curds or whey i'm, I'm non-binary non-dairy non-dairy <laughs> i'm non-dairy it's, it's my new gamer tag non-dairy creamer <laughs> Which sounds really fucking dirty in this context of the conversation. All right, LGBTQ, move over. We got a new letter to squeeze in. LGBTQN. NDC. LGBTQIAN. We have no room for lactose intolerance in this community. I identify as non-dairy. I have a little bit. It makes me go poop. You don't want to be around. <laughs> we we are the two percent. We are the two percent of the population that identifies as being non-dairy. We will not be skimmed like this. I vote. I will not be skimmed like your milk. I've sat down with the cheeses, your monsters, your cheddars, and even your uh, Velveetas. We need to be pushing in this reconciliation bill for more lactate. There's not enough lactate out there. We're trying to initiate a uh, a melting pot, as it were. Some kind of they fondue call situation. It the fondue bill. <laughs> and I did not vote for the fondue bill because I felt it did not protect the monster class from the Gouda class. <laughs> I will protect single Americans, and I will protect American singles. I have been to the local dairy sections in my Safeway because I have a Safeway card. I am lobbying a class action lawsuit against Laughing Cow Cheese. The wax on the baby bells gets under my fingernails and makes it very uncomfortable. And I think it should be big cheese should be broken up into its constituent spheres. <sighs> Bernie oh Cheddar. Twenty twenty two. Senator House. I don't fucking know. Feel the curd. Bernie Cheddar. Speak the curd. Breathe the curd. Make America Gruyere again. <laughs> 
<laughs> make America make, Greer again. Make America Greek yogurt again, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> My head cannon is started. spinning. It all <laughs> My... started with me just saying non-dairy. <laughs> My head cannon is fucking spinning, dude. I am thinking so much. I'm like thinking political campaign ads in my head for like cheese president. Bernie Cheddar. God, what other fucking trailer do we have to watch? Oh. Lightyear. Buzz Aldrin. We got a movie finally. So, uh, speaking of heavy Star Wars iconography, uh, this movie. Yeah, they can finally fucking. They can. They just. They're so close. Just. They're leaning just really tips, hard. Disney. They're really leaning hard into Star Trek and, and Star Wars uh, imagery and, and themes. Uh, it's too. Like. More like Pixar's lifelike stuff for my liking. It just mm. looks bizarre after you know the, the chin is they this. they had to make a tough call on the chin They're like we can't not put the chin in but it makes them look like a thumb <laughs> they, uh, yeah it's just a small dimple i like it's not the, the dimple. big swirl yeah yeah this is this is something i the uh, the, cons- the consensus that I got from some people watching it uh, was, why am I excited for this? Uh, I don't know that I'm excited for this. I don't not. know what to make of this, to be honest with you. I, um, I was confused when they announced this. I am confused upon seeing this. I am scared yeah, that there's like a lifelike... David Bowie is playing in the background. I mean, that's... And... God, you gotta have that. And, you know, like, it just kind of jumps around all over the place. Doesn't seem to have much rhyme or reason to anything. Mm-hmm. And we are, like, the thing why is, is this a thing? I don't know. But if Sora in Kingdom Hearts has toy has a Toy Story world he goes to in Kingdom Hearts 3, we are a fucking ant's dick away from getting Sora and Darth Vader on screen at the same time. All, Disney touches it all now. I mean, Kingdom Hearts 4 could have Marvel superheroes and Star Wars characters in it. That's I, a just, I imagine the X-Wings flying by and they're like, what's that on the radar? And it's the fucking gummy ship just jumps out of hyperspace. <laughs> Yuck, I copy Red Leader. <laughs> I hate him. And so just, he's just talking to Luke and he's like, Wait, he just came out and told you he was his father? Like, like no jokes. No, like, weird, vague statements. He just came out and told you the twist. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. Um, so, uh. for anybody who's confused at what the fuck's going on, uh, they made Buzz Lightyear, the toy from Toy Story, into a animated movie about the, the real movie person upon that which the toy, the toy was based. based on. Yes. Mind Do fuck. you not recall the most the famous Lightyear animated series? Yes, they did have the series as well. Um, Barely. So. Fitting the Buzz yes. merchandising yeah, lore together is going to be quite the puzzle. 
Um, I'm just saying that this is a film adaptation of that animated series as far as I'm concerned. That's fair. Um, or being that it's a Disney thing, um, if you put it into the timeline, I, you know, I wager that this was the movie and then they made a Disney spinoff show like they do with all their Disney movies. You know, they take the movie and they're like, oh, okay, we'll make a show based on that movie. Well, in universe, sure. But, like, in our real world where yes. one predates the other by a good 20 years. <laughs> or this could be that, where, like, Andy has grown up now and it's the it's the franchise from his youth that's getting a soft reboot. Yeah, the reboot. Oh, my God. <laughs> so meta. They this, can do a lot of meta shit with this. Spe- I was oh. going to make, speaking of meta, um, Facebook is now meta. That's their yeah. business name. Like Metaverse. how Google became Alphabet. Um, Alphabet's just the parent company. Oh, yeah. Um, what does this mean for Facebook? I don't fucking know. I, Absolutely nothing. All I, Ready all I know shit. is that um, Zuckbot put a, a meme image in, inside his, his call so Come that on. we would talk Zucker about that. Zuckerbot was right there for you, Peter. Uh, drop the easy stuff. I, I think I have to put you on the bench after that one. Okay. But at least talk about the sweet baby rays that was on his shelf. Um, um, because that's what that's the meme that people are going to be talking about instead of the pertinent business details of this uh, event. I I can't yeah. imagine that was anything but on purpose. Well, they they know what they're doing over there. Um, just like we know that we're moving on to our next segment, the the follow up. And in first place, we have to the shock of no one, Dune, hauling in. $41 million in 4,100 theaters. Uh, overseas, it brought in another $182 million. So it's up to $223 million worldwide, which is almost as much money as Blade Runner 2049 made in its entire theatrical run. So congratulations, mm-hmm. Danny Villanueva. You got... <laughs> Dennis Villanueva. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, this movie, I guess, did well enough that HBO, they they released the numbers, which I hate that is a thing that uh, streaming companies can choose to do now. Um, but at least it's a sign that they are confident in the movie's uh, results. That well, I feel like if they're a publicly traded company like Netflix, you could dig through their financial earning statements to find some of that because... Mm-hmm. They have a fiduciary responsibility to close that to investors. I see. Could be. Um, but nevertheless, it's not their biggest movie this year. Of course, that was Godzilla versus Kong. The Kong, fu- motherfucker! The movie that, like, fucking apparently saved the theater. <laughs> Every- everyone's gonna- It didn't. It didn't, but everyone's going to look back at it like it did. Um, I think it did, like, 19 million views on hbo max one of which was was this guy um because it's Another i'm, I'm telling you it's easy just it's easier to on this on the screen i don't gotta go to a theater i don't gotta pay 12 bucks for a movie and then yeah, buy it's... another 12 bucks for a popcorn um that that being said um everyone is the other part of this is uh, a lot of buzz about the imax version and i'm i'm feeling the pull I'm feeling the temptation, and I may spend my money to go to an IMAX. See, if it were like a real IMAX, that'd be one thing. 
What do you mean a real IMAX? Like the big fucking bubble shit that was like built all around you. Like that's those are traditional IMAX theaters. Mm-hmm. The IMAX or RPX shit is just seventy millimeter format film. Oh, screen. so like the one at um, Colony Center in Albany is not a true IMAX. That's why they call it RPX. Um, well, RPX is what Regal calls it because uh, I believe AMC owns the Wait. rights to the IMAX name. What? So IMAX Regal calls it IMAX though. At least they have it. Do they? They yeah. Literally, I went to the I picked the IMAX showing in Regal. All right. Well, I know RPX is an IMAX screen with a boosted up with thingies. Uh, hmm. I don't know. All I know system. is I Jake. Did you poop yourself when you saw it in in IMAX RPX? Sorry. Did you just, it did the the sound just vibrated the shit out? Yeah, of you. Oh, the sound was. Um, I think this is a pretty good one to go see an IMAX for, not only the sound but also the visuals. I I would only defer it not to go if you are like sensitive of hearing if you're like if you really can't handle loud sounds. I did get to that point where it was like almost a little bit too loud, um, so maybe also pick your positioning carefully. Okay, so if I may, sure, interject may. with the his, the this clarification. So IMAX GT is the large format that was housed in the dome theaters. It used uh, we all know that's very not large screens. by Toriyama doesn't count. Yeah, so like I saw, I went to Space Camp in two thousand summer of two thousand eight, mm-hmm. and that's in Huntsville, Alabama, which. The closest attraction to the space camp was a coonhound cemetery about 34 miles east. Um, but mm-hmm. on on the campus, because all the PhDs you know live there and they do their research for the space program, um, you know for recreational purposes they had like the traditional IMAX theater, the IMAX GT I guess, and they were playing the Dark Knight while I was there, so I saw the Dark Knight in that kind of IMAX, which is cool, but, like, you have to, like, turn your neck a lot, so it kind of stiffens your neck a little bit. Mm -hmm. But those were the big dome theaters, and it's... The film stock was called the 7015 format, and it was uh, used exclusively in those kinds of theaters. Now, to save costs, the IMAX SR and MPX systems were introduced in 98 and 04, respectively. And those smaller projectors were used to retrofit existing theater screens. So that's the IMAX you'll see in a multiplex. So it's a little bit different. Um, but this will be... There you go. Yeah. I think this will, this, this will be the third movie out of my movie-going career. Maybe the fourth. Um, actually, maybe the fifth. Um, that I will want to see in a special format. The first, of course... With Spy Kids 3D, uh, which I saw in the in the 3D. Second was Avatar. Um, third was uh, Pacific Rim and IMAX 3D because I it, it did what I wanted it to do, which was when I watched the movie, the robots were as big as they were in the movie. <laughs> they were almost to scale, so that was a lot of fun. 
um, and then Spider-Verse 3D. So, uh, a couple of the things of this... Well, I mean, I, I'm going to save a lot of, of what I have to say about the IMAX aspect of it till the review, but um, I, I would recommend uh, going to see this in, in, in IMAX um, at least once. I think it's a good one to, like, wet your whistle for, like, IMAX if you've never, like, gone there and you want to see what it's like. Um, just that's the only caution is, like, hey, if you are sensitive to sounds or you're not big into, like, really loud things, you get scared easily or something, maybe pass it up or go to a normal one. That's fine. I mm-hmm. did notice it was a little, was a little loud. Is yeah, sound mixing in general was weird. I was going to add was that loud. on. It was it, it was, was loud on everything. Yeah. Because like I I was watching it on my yeah my TV and I've got a decent sound bar but nothing like crazy. <laughs> they wanted to make sure system. that Hans Zimmer special really came through. So oh yeah. I've got some things to say about the score. Oh. Um, well, oh. I have some things some, too. Some interesting choices were made. I mean, I do, I but like in a positive light. I'm. There were some interesting choices made that I don't think had the intended effect on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, nice. So in in the second spot, we have Halloween Kills. Dropping seventy point eight percent, oh yeah, to fourteen point four five million, despite gaining twenty two theaters. Crazy how a movie that's available for free on Peacock and uh, yeah, guess guess word got out that it was on Peacock and people stopped going to see it in the theaters, or maybe word got out that it was bad, or was it? I don't know. Critics don't seem to like it that much, but we know that you can't trust those people. They're not really people. They're they're sixty-year-old men in, in <laughs> evil masks. They're soulless sixty-year-old men in white latex-painted William Shatner masks. <laughs> and uh, you have to go to the real people. Who have real reviewer traits, and those people live exclusively under bridges and in the IMDb user review section, sometimes simultaneously. Um, And we'll begin with Ricky Padan, who has a 10 out of 10 review of Halloween Kills, submitted October 20th. Best Halloween after the original and H2O. Ignore the one-star reviews. Oh, yeah. One-asterisk reviews. Oh, yeah. Mm. I was hesitant to go see Halloween Kills, but was glad I did, exclamation mark. This is the most brutal Halloween movie from the franchise, ellipses, new paragraph. The movie draws you from the get-go, comma. The acting and plot, both superb, comma. Suspenseful throughout, comma. Music score is also on point, exclamation point. I don't understand the negative reviews, to be honest, comma. For me, this is the third best of the franchise after Halloween, parentheses, original, and H2O. Really looking forward to the next to the finale next year, ellipses, new paragraph. With new characters coming in, and some old characters resurfacing, comma, plenty of shocks and keeps you gripped, 
from beginning till the end, exclamation mark. Go see the movie and make your own mind up, ellipses. If you're a lover of Halloween, comma, I don't see how you could dislike this movie, Just exclamation keeps going. mark. Definitely deserves higher than a 6 out of 10, though, comma, as this movie alone has revitalized the horror genre. Hot local singles in your area. Found that helpful. I'm going to go investigate Mr. Ricky Padan to see what other movies. Oh, he has a review of The Lighthouse. Two hours of your life you'll never get back. Oh. <laughs> oh, bitch. <laughs> you're not. You're fond of me lobster, ain't you? You're not fond of me lobster. <laughs> Hark! Hark! <laughs> so. I just want to preface this with uh, there were 1,400 reviews in total uh, on on all all the reviews put together. That's a good amount of reviews uh, for the user reviews. So the users really, uh, they showed up. Uh, now, mm-hmm. there are 279 of the one stars. And I really, I, I promise you, I really wanted to show you the most helpful reviews. Um because 225 out of 326 found the first one helpful. 529 out of 825 found the second one helpful. However, those reviews contain a fuck ton of spoilers. And they're also 2,600 paragraphs long. They're approximately mm-hmm. the length of one of Homer's epic. They're longer so, than the script of Halloween Kills. In the same time that it took me to explain everything... In detail, I could have read at least one of them. Uh, so I'm not going to read one mm. of them. Instead, I'm going to read a different one. <laughs> so, this this movie... Where's He's going to do it any second fucking, now. Oh, shit, I lost it. Oh, here we go. Sorry. I show checks for nothing. I thought, I thought, I thought it was uh, a higher up. But I was going to start off with... This, this movie was compelling, apparently. Uh, compelling enough for Benjamin Gabriel J to say one out of ten, a worst horror of all time. This ah. compelled me to writing for the first time ever. I have watched every horror movie. This sits at the bottom. No plot, no story. Every that character <laughs> is the dumbest person on the planet, Every doing every cliche possible in the book. Me and my girlfriend, you know, because he's not, you know, yeah, who you totally know. exists, guys. Benjamin she just lives in Canada. Benjamin Gabriel J fucks everybody. Uh, <laughs> me and my girlfriend were rooting for them all to die in the end. Dot dot. This is the first horror movie where I have ever wanted the killer to actually win because of the terrible acting. Character That's development not. wasn't there because of the fifty people I was meant to keep track of. I didn't remember any of their names because there was a new crop of idiots every scene. This movie was basically Groundhog Day in the same loop, but with no substance. Watch this if you want to lose some brain cells and watch Michael Myers walk around for an hour. Fastest walker in the history of life, apparently. Absolute joke. Oh, nice. Yes, Benjamin, you ended it on a Trumpian. Absolute joke. Two word little sentence at the end with that's, an exclamation. That's a double Trump word score bonus. Absolute <laughs> joke. 
Benjamin, I should have pre-read so I could read Sad. it like Trump. Sad. Absolute joke. 20 out of 30 found that helpful. Thank you, Benjamin Gabriel J. Mm. Um, so, He's seen every horror movie, huh? He's That's... seen... I have watched every horror, horror movie. And this sits at the bottom. Every horror movie. That's a lot of movies. I think there's more horror horror movies than any other kind of movie. Yet he, he doesn't have the reviews to back up his claim. Well, mm. he said he's he's only ever been compelled to write like this once, right? Mm-hmm. No, that actually was uh, found out to be a lie. Oh. Uh, because he did apparently review Deadly Illusions. Which what he, do you think of that? As always, as we all know, the only other horror movie. Um, yes. How do I get to it from this dumb? I don't know. While you're doing that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna skip over this five out of ten. That is a no indented. It would be. It would be five paragraphs, but it has no punctuation and no indentations. Um, I'll give it one out of ten. So good. So how can that be the worst? Oh, he's so confused. Um, yeah, so I'm going to skip over the the walls of text for this one. Uh, Kevin White, 02394's 4 out of 10 review, uh, labeled Michael Myers. What is Michael Myers? As apparently absolutely in this nothing. movie, he's a Terminator. He can't be stopped. An absolute wreck of a movie with next to no plot half-baked ideas, and quite possibly the stupidest characters committed to film. The Star Wars school of stormtrooper shooting is in effect here. The alarm bell should have started ringing as soon as I seen... The alarm bell should have started ringing as soon as I seen David Gordon Green and Danny McBride on the writing credits in 2018. How they ended up attached to this, I'll never know. Stick to what you're good at. It certainly isn't horror. Less said about Alien Covenant, the better, eh, Danny? Jamie Lee Curtis has about 20 minutes screen time, and even then the dialogue is laughable. Anthony Michael Hall. Wow. Swinging for the fences with that performance. Toe-curlingly bad. Judy Greer has next to nothing to work with. As I write this, I'm still not sure what the plot was in this movie. If there's subtext or an underlying theme, then I definitely missed it. The fact that there's another movie to come after this, good luck, as I don't think there's any redemption after this utter tripe was let out into the wild. Franchise died tonight. 7 out of 10. But just like Michael Myers, it's going to keep coming back. (laughs) Well, I don't know about all that, because my man... RDKSSC says this movie was awesome! All caps with two exclamation marks. Down 10 review. So scary! Two exclamation. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow! Two exclamation mark. So scary! Two exclamation marks. So brutal! Two. And so awesome! Three, or I'm sorry, four exclamation marks. Ooh, fancy. I can't believe that Michael Myers is alive. Double exclamation mark. What did you think this movie was going to be, dude? (laughs) That's so sad that Karen, Allison's mother, got killed at the end of the movie. I don't get sad. 
don't, I don't get sad. There's no spoiler tag on this review, by the way. <laughs> I can't wait for Halloween ends next year for Final Showdown with Roy Strode versus Michael Myers! Three exclamation marks, eh? Mm. Became your Jewish granddad at the end there. Five <laughs> out of 14. Oh, well... Well, if I have to find the Yeah, most... don't be a big shot. Take a jacket. I, again, had to hide the spoilers because uh, for prolific viewer, it is just, again, essay after essay after essay, um, including spoilers. Um, movie Critic Online says, 1 out of 10, quote, Michael dies tonight, ellipses. Michael Dyers. And it does the classic, uh, I'm going to title my review with how I begin my review. Uh, Michael dies tonight, ellipses. How many times have we heard that? (laughs) (laughs) Michael never dies, and people keep paying for these movies, so they keep making them. And with Michael dying at the end and somehow lives in the sequel. I mean, he's right. Uh, This was no exception. Bad acting and bad behavior by a bad script making people do things they would never do in real life. Yes, they would kill Michael Myers. And then in Trumpian fashion, I have yet again, skip. 37 out of 62 found that helpful. Thank you, Movie Critic Online. Now, uh, one of the more underrated reviews, I think. This one's a real fucking diamond in the rough. Um, from Zimzurf, uh, we have this 5 out of 10 review. It's shortened to the point, baby. Uh, don't bother holding your pee. My bladder hurts, and I'm blaming Halloween kills. The kills are gnarly, but I was bored. The scene where he decides which knife to use was sick, though, I must admit. 1 out of 3. Found that helpful. I think more should. <laughs> Very concise. He he om- he didn't want to pee himself, but then he regretted that. Um, no time to die is in third, down forty eight point seven percent out of six hundred theaters. Still hauling in twelve point two mil. Venom, what they're carnage slides down to fourth, down forty three point six percent, nine point three million dollars. Not as fucking little in its fourth week as you'd think a movie of that quality would be mm-hmm. um five opening in fifth ron's gone wrong brought in a respectable 7.3 million dollars which uh when you factor in international and shit, it's uh, eighteen point five million dollars for this this weird fucking movie. What if what if the singularity was like fun, dude? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. like it's a yeah movie. I'm not. I'm not even convinced that it's, it exists. I'm not. Yeah, I don't it'll know. Take a, why it'll, it'll be this... a spotlight film for sure next week. Hmm. The Adams Family Part Two uh, brought in four point four nine five million dollars. I, I I I'm glad you guys acknowledged the effort I made there. The last Stars. duel. 
Uh, the last duel apparently is like the people who who like are film buffs apparently love Last Duel, but it's just not getting the notoriety that it deserves apparently. Hmm. Well, it seems like an indie film. I can't imagine it was that expensive. I think it's expensive probably because the actors are big name. I mean, it's got some pretty big. Well, sometimes boys. you'll have an actor that will work for their fucking. Oh, wow. hundred million. Okay. Never mind then. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's Adam driver, uh, Matt Damon and another big actor. Yeah, I know. I know who's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, yes. Ben Affleck. So ben Affleck. Pretty... After that whole Kylo Ren mil. thing, Adam Driver's expensive as puppies. Balls. I don't know. I f- wasn't wasn't the Dead Don't Die made for only like fifteen mil? Yeah, was, I feel like that was a pretty cheap movie. Maybe he got imagine. a discount. Or well, that's what I'm saying. Like Greyhound, that. Tom Hanks World War II movie about the ship ships. Uh, you know, he only he worked for like thirteen hundred a week or something like oh. that. They'll make more of their money on uh toy sales anyway, so sometimes actors like a project and just wanna be in it and won't That's bend true. the studio over the barrel. And show them the fifty states. The fifty two states. Psycho killer Norman Bates. That that's foreshadowing for a story we'll talk about in gaming news. Um, the last duel was that movie we just talked about, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. In eighth, two point oh one nine million dollars. That's hanging in there in its eighth week. Four hundred twenty-two million dollars worldwide. Still not released in China, I think, right? I would assume not with that total. That's fucking yikes. The French Dispatch, the Wes Anderson movie of French Wes Anderson movies. How did Timothy Chalamet pull off releasing two movies at the same time? What a fucking legend, mate. Yeah. Uh, four point three six million dollars worldwide. Oh, we'll take. The, I usually will at least peep a Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and rounding up the top ten with four hundred ninety thousand dollars in seventy-five theaters. Oh, French Dispatch was only in fifty-two theaters. That's pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, yeah, it dominated in per theater take twenty-five grand per theater, almost twenty-six grand per oh, theater. Oh, holy French shit! Dispatch. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, and Timothy like, Chalamet. I see you. Hot on its heels is uh, Hans La Larka. I'll have to text my buddy Shri John see if he's seen that. Um, he he does watch Bollywood movies. It's not a race thing. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but <laughs> yeah, I'll have to text uh, my buddy Arvind and then see if he's <laughs> gone out. Uh, you know, I stopped working he's with a... him like months ago, but um, yeah, that's six grand per theater, which I believe put it in second. Let's look at the per theater average. 
No, Dune edged it out with nine. <laughs> Number one movie in America just edged out Hans Larika for for theater take. Oh yeah. Good job. Minion in thirty first was in one theater and made almost five grand. About a young you- Jewish man is caught between thrilling private Triss and his repressive family in this thoughtful drama set in nineteen eighties Brooklyn. He's gay and he's a Jew. What does he do? Uh, he's gonna minyan. A minyan. Filet minyan. Yeah, we used to have it all the time back in Tel Aviv. <laughs> what is minyan? What is uh, plural minyan? Minyan. The minimum you know, you number. You have the boss, and he has his minyans. So a minyan, <laughs> or plural minyanim, uh, the minimum number of males ten required to constitute a representative community of Israel for liturgical purposes. A Jewish boy of 13 may form part of quorum after his bar mitzvah, religious adulthood. So, yeah, like in the uh, in the 0 AD patch, uh, they changed that number. They bumped it down to uh, two or more, wherever two or more are gathered. Um, <laughs> God is with us. You see, you used to have ten. That was really hard to get going, but um, they they really made it they new. They made it newbie it, yeah. friendly. It's a it's a real pandering to the to the casual crowd. It was to help the Jews get a foothold out in the Midwest. You know, there weren't a lot of population centers, much less for the Jews. Brooklyn was becoming too imbalanced, so we had to spread it out a little bit. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Do you think Jews have become overpowered since uh, that last patch, and they haven't really? No, ever since the 1942 update, they really they lost a lot. <laughs> we got their kids. We got all the way there. Some would say six million. <laughs> you know, I don't think it was that big a deal. <laughs> this is this is the thinnest hey. ice. Some people not happy with the developers say it wasn't enough. I'm not one of those people. I I don't want to go any further. That was enough I'm... of a nerf. <laughs> that was, that's about all I want to continue this bit for. Just I'm pulling I'm pulling the emergency like... shower. <laughs> no! Oh! Oh! Fuck! Oh! <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Jake and I got there before you did. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. That was oh, really man. Bad. Oh, my face hurts. Oh, my God. Yo, that went so hard, my camera went out of focus. <laughs> I literally did not. I, I was thinking, like, in the lab. Like, when... When... When things get bad, you go to like the emergency eyewash station. You clean up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. Pull no, the we know what, me- what you were going for, but we also knew how it could be interpreted in the worst possible way. And it took me until I finished the sentence. Look, just because I'm wearing striped pajamas, didn't you? Didn't need to. <laughs> you- oh man, huh. your zubas is not. Zionist reparations. 
All uh, right, gaming news. Let's talk about it. I'm going to have a heart attack. Jesus Christ. So as I alluded to with my sick bars in uh, the follow-up, mm-hmm. there is a Wu-Tang Clan action RPG rumored to be in development. A new Windows Central report says that a Wu-Tang Clan-themed action RPG may be in development at Brass Lion Entertainment, a studio founded in 2017 by industry veterans Manvir Hire and Bryna Dabby Smith and Rashid Reddick. Codename Project Shaolin, the game is a third-person action RPG, according to report, with a beefy campaign of, quote, a couple dozen hours and support for four-player co-op. It will offer seasonal content drops and other updates. Is it April yet? Like, this doesn't seem like this. This is an April Fool's joke, right? Is this, is this an out-of-season April Fool's joke? <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan action RPG. Who who'd have thunk? Uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is coming to VR. There's an Oculus Quest 2 version of the game in active development. So, get your oh shit, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ready. has the price of the Oculus gone down at all? Has it gotten more affordable? Um, the Oculus Quest isn't bad. Um, I think the Linus, no, yeah, the Linus Tech Tips review of it was like, it's it's almost there. In terms, so yeah, for three hundred bucks, you can get an Oculus Quest Two, which has like a not super powerful but functional, uh, like Android SoC built in, but it can also tether to your gaming PC to get better VR. Um, but yeah, three hundred bucks—that's not bad. It's not bad Something at all. Affordable. I don't know that I'm going to buy one, but it's not bad. VR is definitely one of the weird ones where I feel like if you get easily seasick or motion sickness, you're not going to have a good time. And it's just going to be a feel bad if you have to spend that money just to realize that. Well, most things have a return policy. But yeah, like I, I feel like it's definitely not something that's going to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Sony creates PlayStation PC to strengthen its relationship with PC gaming. So after decades of PlayStation existing as a wholly separate platform, Sony has realized there's money to be made in the PC market, and suddenly wants to support the platform. Um, so God of War as we touched on last week, is coming to the PC in January, and perhaps there will be, as is the uh, one of the Nathan Drake collections, I think, or maybe it's just Uncharted 4. But uh, a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn also, formerly PlayStation exclusive, has come to PC, so they are definitely porting stuff over. Give me fucking Spider-Man already. I want games of Spider-Man. <laughs> Spiders, you say? Okay. Boy, do I have a game for you. Just spiders, though. 
GeForce Now works on Xbox. Further, further blurring the lines between what is a console and what is a PC, except for the fact that they're all computers. <laughs> they're, they're all PCs. Some just have less keys than others. <laughs> Some PCs are more equal than others. Uh, Some PCs are modular. Whatnot. Speaking of the God of War PC port, it isn't being done by Sony. They're handing it over to Jetpack Interactive with the project being, quote, overseen by Sony Santa Monica. So uh, I believe Sony Santa Monica is hard at work developing God of War 6, or I guess 5. I refuse to call it God of War 2 because that game already exists. (laughs) It was really good. You should all go play it. You can't just build a franchise on top of another franchise. It's the same franchise, though. Um, once upon a time our boy uh, Timothy Charlemagne was a YouTuber who rev- who modded Xbox controllers his YouTube channel was called Modded Controller 360 I don't know if any of the videos are still up probably should have researched that <laughs> alright let's see uh, it does there are three videos from 11 years ago which would have made him like Seven. What view counts do they have now? So, uh, 210,000 views for his green red Xbox 360 controller. It's a 48 second video. He's wearing a Yankee sweatshirt, so he has good taste in baseball teams. Um, it looks like something he custom painted because normal 360 controllers do not have that much clear coat on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he good taste. Yeah, Let's ratio made... his ass. Let's report him to YouTube and get him removed off of YouTube. He has twenty four point. Is that the word ratio? Eight thousand. That's when. That's when the comment has yeah. more engagement on Twitter than the original post. It's getting. I'm ratioed. just getting used to this new new lingo that the kids are using. They're all talking about ratioing people and. Yeah, it's like fucking. It's so weird. It's how me. you own them, dude. That's how you. No more just. In the marketplace of ideas, you just gotta comment something dumb. No, like, I, I get that shit, but, like, it's so weird to me how, like, people a lot older than me can be, like, more in tune with the kids just based on the fact that Twitter was one of their social media platforms of choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it took me a long time to learn what the fuck ratioing was. And, you know, I'm not much older than all these Gen Z kids. It's a really stark generational divide. <laughs> That we're right on the border of. Yeah, some people are like, oh, you use Facebook? Fucking peasant. What are you, 20,000 years old? Sorry, like Instagram as, as the Metaverse. biggest like social media platform is weird. When I learned about Instagram and back when I had an Instagram account, it was like exclusively populated by photographers mm-hmm. to show off their work. Yeah, makes sense. And then people started posting pictures of their fucking breakfast on it and it all went downhill from there. I do. I love showing what I eat for breakfast. Eat it. Don't tweet it. Except whatever I tweet, it keeps on getting removed for some reason. Something about nudity or something. (laughs) Um, 
So there was a there's a report that leaked about the one early idea for Mass Effect 3's ending involved a Reaper Queen uh, instead of the uh, Star Child. Historians will question whether we were right to stop it. Um, and uh, after, Fa- go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say, um, Phase Clan is uh going public. Uh, That's if so you fun. know, Phase Clan is Phase Clan is the just group of dude bros that started off doing um like trick shots on Modern Warfare Two and shit, and then they started their own, I guess, like esports gaming community, uh, gaming business. Um, that has now recruited a ton of people into doing, you know, any sort of esports. Uh, I don't think they're like particularly good, or, I mean, they're just around. But their public persona is, I think, what draws a lot of eyes to games and matches and stuff like that. Uh, and they are now going public uh, for approximately the 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 estimate is. One billion dollars. Yeah, literally some fucking, uh, you know, Austin Powers bullshit here. That's billion with a B, everybody. Uh, that's what they are evaluated as. It's their market cap. Yeah, the implied equity valuation of one billion dollars, approximately one billion. So that's a lot. Well, people, uh, if people will pay for it, then people are equally dumb. Yeah, I don't know. It it sort of weird because a lot of people who like like to hate on this have kind of like a conflicted feeling about this because this is you know the gaming industry breaking into Wall Street and making them you know kind of big names and big money into into that market. Nvidia and AMD and Intel have all been publicly traded for years. <laughs> yeah, but those are oh Jesus Christ! Sorry. Thought all his mic clipping was the only mm. thing we had to, de- to deal with. Now it's seasonal allergies. <laughs> Winter is coming, and so are Peter's sneezes. Uh, um, and that, I mean that's not to mention like the Nvidia, AMD, and all that bullshit. But like, this is now a a group of just dude bros who are breaking through. Yeah, I'm not sure what the hell they're producing that has them evaluated at one billion. <sighs> Content? But, I don't know if like their streaming content is going to be considered like revenue or some shit. Uh, if they're like going to be hosting tournaments or something, like, is this going to be like an entertainment company where now we're going to get like Phase Clan hosted tournaments where the like like they certainly uh, have the money to do that. <laughs> like Floyd Mayweather, like Floyd Mayweather may fight, but his uh, production company or is is a. Uh, uh, I don't know what they're technically called, but they, they like host the thing and they make a shit ton of money. So even if Floyd Mayweather loses or gets fucked somehow and whatever, his company's still making bank on that stuff from the ad deals and everything. So dude doesn't care if he loses or not. It doesn't. He's never but lost. No, it, no, it doesn't. But He should have you know. lost to Pacquiao in that one fight. But that's. It was that's fixed. Pacquiao it really, had a it really felt like it was fixed. Like I don't know how anyone could have watched that fight and thought that Mayweather won, but apparently the only three people whose opinion on it mattered did. 
Yeah. Well, so yeah, I, I don't really know too much about them. Uh, let's see if they have a date on when they're going to be going public, when their IPO is going. IPO, baby. Hmm. I'm scrolling through here. I don't, I don't really see. Uh, mean- first quarter of 2022, the merger between FaZe and BRPM, which I'm assuming is a um, uh, probably like a, a blank check company. Um, it's gonna. Uh, that's usually what what they do. Grasshopper Manufacturer has been acquired by NetEase. For those of you who don't recognize the name, uh, Grasshopper Manufacturer is most famous for the No More Heroes series of games. Uh, they've also mm-hmm. made uh, Killer Seven, Shadows of the Damned, Lollipop Chainsaw, and play No More Heroes Three. Of course, everyone's favorite game. The much lauded critically Michigan report from hell. I actually did not realize that that was a grasshopper game. That makes so much more sense. Neither did I until I read that there. But yes, it does kind of check out. Um, So we'll see what NetEase has in store for the talented development team over at Grasshopper. Uh, Lastly, Sony is patenting a technology that enables stream viewers to kick players from games. There's no possible way that this could ever be used for evil. <laughs> Wait, stream viewers? Yes. So, like, they have vote to kick power. Okay. That seems sure. silly. Yes, it does. Nothing. How, what could go wrong? Absolutely could... nothing. <laughs> There's no possible way that could ever go tits yeah. up. It can't possibly go tits up. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, uh, jeez. I don't know if this is this. Well, this is not gaming news. Um, it's but it's it's animated, so you know. And there probably was a He-Man game. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the announcement for the uh, the second season of He-Man, Masters of the Universe? I still haven't seen not. the first season. But... Where they retconned fucking everything, and the trailer was a big spoiler for season one. Oh, God. Okay. Well, then maybe I shouldn't watch it. <laughs> I would. Okay, so then don't watch the, the trailer. <laughs> or do, if you don't care about it, because, like, it got shit reviews. A lot of people did not like it. Well, yeah, Kevin Smith basically lied to everyone about what the show was going to be. Was, see, see what, what, what they didn't know was Kevin Smith was actually talking about a combination season one, season two bundle. <laughs> that's what he, he wasn't lying there okay that he he caught him he, he just caught need him to give right him more time. time yeah 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 that, that's right he definitely they definitely didn't change anything last second and it's like, like a guy who owes, oh. owes money to a loan shark it's like you just need to give me a little more time i've got got some business deals coming through for me mm-hmm. put put them back together put put he-man back together put put the blood back in oh god <laughs> don't break my thumbs uh, yeah. uh speaking of thumbs the fucking uh whatever the other house that wasn't in Trades. Hark Harkonnen? Harkonnen. Oh. That's, that's mm-hmm. how you say it. They're thumb people basically. Um, they are. They're not it's thumb, just war. it's thumb wars, gingers. guys. They're just not randomly gingers in this movie, which I appreciated. 
I was, you know, that was one of the changes I did not appreciate from the original. You know, they made a lot of changes from the original, and I was like, ah, no gingers, ah! Yeah, we went from being the bad guys in the movie to not being in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. Which... Just like the Harkonnen's <laughs> hair. And like, we decline our hair status. I will not disclose. They're um, smooth people. They're smooth all over. Yeah, they. it looks like, I don't know. Not hair. I was... I was about to make a simile that was too gross for words. Well, actually, the words I used were taints. too gross for human ears. Just wait till you see their taints. All right. Okay. Same if you're going to fucking go there. All right. Because um, I was going to say that they look like the fucking cream filling on a Twinkie. Shoved into a shoved into a fucking chess piece. You just poured it in. I like that. That's good. That wasn't that bad. That's okay. delicious. Um, the Twinkie so people Dune. of Beauty Prime. Dune, everybody. Uh, Dune! Spoiler-free section starting now. Uh, even though if you watched our 1984 review, you you got spoiled. <laughs> I don't know what to part, tell you. Yeah. <laughs> the book's been out for 40 fucking years. The other movie was out for... No, 60, 60 years. The other movie's been out for you know, a little under 40 years. Uh, get with it, everybody. Go see it or read it. I don't care. Audiobook it. It's free on YouTube, apparently. Mm, I tough. thought this movie was the messiah of science fiction. <laughs> was it? Is uh, Elon Galaib? I gotta, I gotta pull up a fucking dictionary. E- These words. Elon, <laughs> Elon Omar Gaib. Elon Gaib. Let me see. Uh, Dune. Um, there was certainly a lot more effective than the other Dune movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. It was pretty good. I would I would stop short of calling it great. At least the first part. Maybe the second part will will deliver a little bit more for me. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but I I didn't get i didn't necessarily buy into the the grandeur that i think they were trying to capture uh in the movie and it might just be the source which i might just not be a big dune guy Mm. um they they took a different track with this they they made it game of thrones in space a little which uh maybe that's more true to the book um I think I think doing I, I didn't find it distracting necessarily. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um I don't feel like it has the same sort of like Star Wars revolutionary feel to me. Um mm-hmm. of course we, we talked earlier about how maybe a love what was great about Star Wars it was itself the Dune. Right. But, uh, you know, like, it's good, obviously. I'd say go see it if you are a fan of science fiction. I don't think it's got enough for general audiences to really want to sit through two and a half hours for half a story. Um, mm. I think it might be a bit of a tall ask. Like, when I think about general audiences, I think of, like, my mom or my sister. Would they 
like be able to sit through this and have it engage their interest? And I don't think the answer is yes for for this movie in particular. But if you're a fan of science fiction, yeah, obviously I would say go see it. Um, I would give it a, somewhere like a seven out of ten, mm-hmm. um, which is on, on my scale is pretty right. good. Um, I have a. I guess I have a, a similar but a bit of a different take in relation to how uh, it relates to like general audiences. Now, I, I'll agree that I don't think this is the um, the every movie. This is not the one to to get everyone or everyone. There will be a lot of people who go to this movie and just will come out disappointed for uh, you know for one reason or another. Um, which, aside from having to wait for the second movie, um, I mean. I will I will point back to to um the 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 movie that outsold this one earlier this year was fucking Godzilla the big monster punch movie um so you know this one has themes and it has um a little more complex dialogue so I can see it not reaching anyone but it's certainly he's Denny is certainly fucking extending his hand he is putting it out there to try and get like a person who just kind of watches movies to to go and watch this and uh i think it's a fine line he had to walk between um diving into the dense as fuck lore apparently of the dune books from what everyone is saying like oh it's so so unadaptable it's so hard it's so dense um it's so thick so long um and the and the dum dums who were like I wanna I wanna watch the Marvel movie. They say the funny thing in Marvel movie and the Iron Man laser blast. Hulk punchy guy. Um I think yeah, so I think he, there is I could see elements of both where he's he's gotta like he goes deep into like the iconic scenes from the book and then they start cracking like they start cracking wise for a for a couple lines. Or they'll yeah, break would, it up with a put would, a fight scene in so you're not so the guys in the audience munching on their popcorn kinda of pop out of their comas and go, Oh, fight scene. I like this. I Laser would, swords. I would, I would agree with you there that there are definitely overtures to a general audience. I don't know how uh I don't know that it would be enough though, to like keep them drawn in. I do appreciate the fact that they did make some of those overtures, particularly in regards to the action scenes, that was a big problem I had with the 1984 version of Dune is that it was just not a lot happening for the first, like, 80% of the movie. Um, I thought this was paced night and day better. Um, which, yeah, I- you know, it's kind of weird to... Th- think of a movie that takes two and a half hours to tell half the story of the two hour other movie as being faster paced but somehow through some version of black magic they managed to make that a factual statement i i think if you are going and i i want to go i want to go see it with in imax with somebody who's never had any dude uh somebody who's been a book reader uh, who's read, I think, all but the last book. Mm-hmm. And myself, who has seen the original. So I had decent knowledge of what goes on. Everybody loved it. The person who 
you know, fan of sci-fi, I think that's the the prerequisite is that you have to be like either a movie uh, connoisseur, like a movie junkie or a a big sci-fi head, you know, just like some people thought like Harry Potter wasn't for them or maybe even Star Wars are, isn't for them. Like if sci-fi isn't your thing and you can't like put yourself in that world, then okay, fine. That that's not for you, and you know these sometimes these movies aren't for them, but for people who like sci-fi and who are into that sort of stuff, I think this was an amazing movie that will just get better with time, uh, especially if when you look at this as like a part one, part two, and then you know the uh, as a release, I think there are going to be more movies out of this. I think we're going to get Dune two, um, and then the Dune Messiah movie as well after this and then tentative hesitantly dune god emperor the final one which we'll see how much money they make well it's more i think because some people are saying it can't be done uh it's just too weird of a concept to put into a film adaptation which is weird so we'll we'll see i Mm. i want to get the dune messiah before we see anything else but I, I definitely think that we're going to see like Dune Messiah. Yes. Um, um, I think this is going to have tons of legs to run on, especially with this guy, De- uh, Denise. It, it is, <laughs> he's going to slither all the way to the, 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 the bank with this one. Uh, I mean, this was masterfully shot. Uh, such good direction, cinematography, uh, the action scenes were fantastic. The acting was fantastic. Uh, there was there was really nobody who I thought was, you know, it, and the thing is that like they they got really big actors. Well, I to call play them Timothy kind of like, Chamomile for the first half of the movie because he sounded asleep delivering some of his lines in the first half. Well, but that makes sense because he's a different character. He hasn't awoken to his true nature yet. Still asleep. I mean, honestly, they literally. I think that was deliberate. Like he wasn't supposed to be this. Uh, sure, this it might be deliberate, but that doesn't necessarily movie. mean that I enjoyed the decision to do it in that way. Oh, can I we, thought he was fine throughout throughout most of it. Can um, we also I, mention? I we will talk about the plot. I just you reminded me that this movie opens the same way as every JRPG does, with the main character getting woken up by their mother. Yeah. Oh wow! This only had a hundred and sixty-five million dollar budget. That's a lot less than I would have thought. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's part. That's a big part of I why saved, Warner's was like I saved a lot with the desert. Yeah, <laughs> just going to a desert hot site. Um, yeah. Uh, and then and then um, uh, putting an IMAX the cherry on top. I mean, I I saw it in IMAX and I see, I saw it last night on HBO Max. Uh, yeah, the only weird thing was like the scoring uh, was a little bit uh, too loud in the music section, so you kind of had that ten- that hesitancy to like turn it down, so maybe you don't wake somebody up or you're not like scaring yourself, uh, and then also turning it up when the people are speaking or just have the subtitles on, which I think helps. I would definitely uh, recommend subtitles. I, I don't know if that's just the actors or if that's how they, they, they uh, mix it at the end whatever if that's like the the biggest like cause for concern then then so be it otherwise the sound was awesome the music the scoring was of it was was fantastic uh i mean i wouldn't be surprised if han zimmer gets at least nominated for there were a couple for something for this. odd choices with the score 
Um, the one that jumps out to me most is the bagpipes. Yeah, dude, I love that. <laughs> that was dope. Because I look at House Atreides as like, and I mean, this isn't really spoilers, but like, I look at House Atreides as like, like a mix of all like European uh, type of like countries. And, and, and the, the biggest problem, and I'm, I know I'm doing it and I'm probably going to do it more, is trying to relate this to something that we know, which is only natural for us. But I feel like that's not supposed to happen. Like, people are always going to be like, oh, the people on Arrakis or like the people in Afghanistan and the spice is like oil. Well, no, it's not. It's not. I just. It's not. I. But I it's not. I don't. Well, my, my point about the bagpipes is I don't think the intended response to that music choice was laughter, which is what came out of me. <laughs> Why did you laugh? Because it seemed so inappropriate considering the rest of the score to that point was all very techno noir and then out of fucking nowhere bagpipes for yeah, house of Trades, which is the most greek sounding fucking name i've ever heard that's what i mean it's like a mixture house of Trades is not like one supposed to be one monolithic culture i mean the grandfather fought bulls and it's like and they have like a like a, a falcon or some bird, like an Austrian insignia. So they're a mixture of all these European uh, I, kind of. I, I think they're just like their own culture, and the the bagpipes yes. are so synonymous with one particular Earth culture, oh. and it was so. Oh, so now you you own bagpipes now? Okay, all right. Well. <laughs> oh yes, the great Afghani bagpipes. <laughs> Don't turn down. Don't don't bring up pizza anymore. That's mine. I, That's my. I'm culture. not fucking Scottish. You talk. Fucking hands. You're all the same to me, y'all. Haggis. <laughs> all I'm saying is you can't attribute one thing. We're ten thousand years in the future. All People I'm, other yes, than exactly. Scotland Someone can play along the way said that. Oh yeah, bagpipes. These are stupid. We shouldn't keep these around. I imagine that would have happened around the year six thousand. My my point is Maybe that future it was bagpipes. very it was very different from all the other music in the movie up to that point and it was just so out of left field that it made me I laugh, love it which I you know don't what? think is the intent I don't want a monotonal score throughout the entire thing no one says I don't want anything like, about monotone Jake it's just a completely it's all different it's all the same same kind of thing the Star Wars it's all oh John Williams has an orchestra piece and he's gonna play the piano again oh god forbid Hans Zimmer says you know what fuck it bagpipes that's why I like alt rock because every now and then they're just like you know what ukuleles you know what banjo guys cool I think this is your hottest take that I've ever heard. Yeah, you're you're like really fighting hard on this. I'm sticking up. I have to be the voice of my my coworker who uh, uh, I talked to the other day, who was like, "Dude, I'm still singing the bagpipes in my head." It's not a bad score. It's just that was a weird choice. Is all I'm I, saying. I do appreciate that it was very clear that it was this was a scored movie. I feel like um, many blockbusters just opt for incidental music now um they don't really put a lot of thought into the score i know video games don't really do that much anymore um so i didn't even as even as a music guy though um the 
the score didn't like stand out to me like any individual piece except for the the chanting the uh, or <laughs> that and the throat singing um, oh yeah I actually, Mongolian throat singing. I actually literally do not remember the bagpipes that's not a that's not a thing on the score I just literally don't remember what they sounded like in the movie I don't they remember like when they were pipes. playing the bagpipes <laughs> well the first time the first time you, you kind of saw it coming because like they started off with just the bagpipe solo and then they uh you know the classic electric bagpipe solo uh and then they like ramp it up with the whole band joining in uh when they're just jumping off the ship oh and there's literally a oh, dude with yeah. a bagpipe in the background yeah uh, which I'm assuming yeah, that was cool. I'm assuming does does the shield generator go around the bagpipe too, or does he have to like slowly press that against his it's, body? His bagpipes power the shield generators. Oh, okay. I'm I'm down with that. See, that's what makes it year ten thousand. <laughs> shield powered bagpipes. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the the Holtzman the Holtzman particle powered bagpipes. Sure. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of lore in this mm-hmm. uh, in this this Dune movie yeah. that wasn't announced in the movie, which I think benefits it, where they don't really dive too deep into the the nuances because uh, you can get pretty fucking lost. I think they give you what you need to get by, which I appreciated. Exactly. Um, they didn't, which is good. Didn't bog shit down too terribly much. Um, yeah, I think. For the most part, it's a it's a pretty good movie. Um, I don't know that it's gonna win my uh, movie of the year, personally, but uh, I will not say it's bad or not worth seeing. In fact, I will I will give it a hearty recommendation. Yeah, my yeah. my biggest criticism for me was um, the actress who plays um, Lady Jessica. It was either her or the sound mixing or a combination of both. But her lines were very hard to hear in this movie. Yeah. I, I that's I what I've if... that's the one thing I've said to everyone. It's like it's a great movie, but like when she's on screen, like her acting presence is fine. Uh, but when she has to uh, give the lines, I I get lost and I had to turn on subtitles out, uh, watching it at home. Yeah, I and that that did frustrate me. I, I will say that that might have been like the, just the only. I'll even give it a pass for the ending. That's the only thing that I had an issue with, and I I even part of the reason why I rewatched it is so I could watch it with subtitles because you miss like one of the most famous quotes from the book, uh, when when you know Paul mm-hmm. has his hand in the box and she's outside. I think in the original movie she was like, saying it in her head or something, but. Anyway, she says the whole the fear is the mind killer. It's the little death or whatever. That's fear a famous is the mind killer. <laughs> yeah, so it's a famous quote, and she's over here just fucking muttering it under her breath. Which I'm like, okay, maybe you would actually be doing that in, like, in that position, but mm-hmm. for the sake of the viewers, please talk louder. Or whisper louder, or turn the fucking music down, Hans. <laughs> we get it. It's a tense situation. Um. Oh, what was I gonna say? Yeah. So, like I said, they the the pacing is is very much kind of a back and forth ordeal, 
where it's it's <laughs> you have to break up because there's a lot of the a lot of the plot is political machinations and yeah. and monologues on kind of the nature of power and and I guess in this movie uh Denis what he said in his interviews is he's trying to stress also the relationship between um Lady Jessica and Paul as a the mother son dynamic um so that's a, it's just a lot of stuff um so they have to put a like a Jason Momoa joke in there or a fight scene um every once in a while I was thoroughly uncomfortable with beardless Jason Momoa. He looked like a cross between Rhino and Roman Reigns, and I did not did not Rhino feel comfortable. Reigns. It's a spear, except he says Rhino before. I, um, I'm trying to... I, he reminded me a lot of his... Um, I mean, minus the beard. Uh, oh, wait, was that not actually... No, there's Jason Momoa. Um, Khal Drogo in Game of Thrones. Reminded me of I always want to say character? Carl Drogo. He was in Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the, the, the pictures that I instantly pulled up of a young uh, Jason Momoa in the Carl Drogo. He's also in Stargate, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes. I was like, yeah, Stargate it Atlantis. did not look like him at first. Yeah. Yep. So, minus the beard, did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me a lot of that mix of that and uh, Aquaman. It was probably that the hair pulled back. That's why. Wait. Oh, Jake, did you change your profile picture while we were on the call? Yes, he's Stanley Tucci yeah. now. Lord. Yeah, I'm Stanley Tucci now. Um, yes. So the other thing is like Dune, the the visual art style of this movie, um, I really liked. It was re- it was uh, really diverse, and as a as a fan of Hylix. <laughs> I just I love the aesthetic and the out thereativeness of it, um, and how they kind of manage to give every every different culture and planet kind of their own vibe, uh, while still keeping everything reasonably homogenous. Um, there are no big scrote monsters like in the nineteen eighty four version. Uh, the navigators just they're just among us. They're just amogus. Were those the navigators? Yes, I don't. That's what I'm guessing because so they had big fucking orange helmets uh, filled but with. But didn't all the Mentats? Didn't the Mentats say there were three navigators, and then there were clearly four that were walking up? I don't remember. So, I mean, I don't know what else they could be though. That's yeah. The thing. Let, me, let me see if I, somebody's sussed this out. I would agree oh. with Peter. I thought they were Sus. the navigators as well. I. Upon second watching, I was like, oh, those are the Navigators, because the Navigators are all high on spice mm-hmm. uh, to do, like, the inter intergalactic travel right. or whatever. Which I also like the slip gates, where it was just like, yeah. Oh, my. I missed that the first time, and I'm so fucking mad. I didn't realize that on the other end was a different galaxy when the planet and the... Dude, the fucking visuals in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dennis, or Denis, or Denai... Den- villain villain dennis the villain dennis the menace over here fucking knows how and i'm gonna steal this from uh, another reviewer but it's true he knows how to do scale really well in a movie and this is a guy who who directed uh arrival mm-hmm. um those fucking almond putting, ships those, those yeah, big I mean, you ships. can definitely tell from the, the style of the ships, but also because he puts um, like a relatable uh, figure 
hinged shot with mm-hmm. the the subject yeah. i guess it's like that he's uh, trying to focus on it's like scale birds in mtg um when you have a big 15 15 creature the artist will go here's some birds for scale they're gonna fly yeah. by it yeah you can see it in a lot of large creature art for mtg yes. um look for scale birds and that's the kind of thing he, he has the actors for scale so that when they land in their giant uh trapezoid ships and they come out the bottom looking like little peanuts you're like oh what do you have yeah. in that ship why what is it so big shit? how does that fly or when there's explosions a big massive starship that's exploding in front of the people you can see in the very bottom left hand corner of the screen is where there's just like 60 dudes that are just like holy mm-hmm. shit what yeah this, this fire mm-hmm. thinking about the visuals what's your which which um planet or which uh stuff was your guys's favorite I'm gonna be I'm gonna be just a fucking meathead uh simpleton and just say the the shot of Paul and um uh Gurney Gurney? Gurney Halleck. Uh, um, Gurney Halleck on the edge of the jet while the worm eats the sand crawler. Oh, okay. That was fucking That's cool. A solid one. I yeah. thought I thought a lot of the set design in the and the assault on House Atrakis was, uh, or Atreides, not Atrakis, Atrakis planet. Uh, Atreides. Come together. Um, was, was neat. Uh, desert settings are, are rough on me because it's a lot of the same looking environments, which kind of mm-hmm. like tries my ADHD brain. That always was a thing, obstacle for me in like anime. There'd always be a desert arc and I'd always get bored of it and I'd always peace out. <laughs> um, so that that was a challenge in 1984. It was a challenge here, but I thought most of the interior set design was pretty neat. It had a had a unique enough feel to it. Costume design too, um, definitely felt a lot more sci-fi than the 1984 movie, mm-hmm. um, and it felt unique enough from what was ex- what exists out in the genre to feel new. Um, so I appreciate a lot of the originality there. Uh, some of the things were kind of hokey. Like, I mean, on some level, it's cool that the ships look like dragonflies. But on another level, it's like, why do they look like dragonflies? I think there was supposed to be like an insect motif running through the whole deal. Um, because I've in, in other interviews, I'd heard that um, he wanted to make the Harkonnens have like a scarab kind of thing. Um, and the Fremen mask, of course, kind of almost have that cicada thing. You know, I think of like a cell, you know, an imperfect cell when he has his little mouth. It kind of reminds right. me of the, the Fremen things. Um, and of course, all the fucking dome heads, all, all a lot of them kind of look like compound eyes. Uh, so maybe it was just kind of like a insect, uh, you know, through line there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We're 10,000 years in the future. Maybe flapping wings is the way to go. Yeah, I just would have thought that like fucking dragonflies had gone extinct eight thousand years ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe they just made it up and they didn't even know. Um, But they did call them ornithopters again, which I was like, oh yeah, they're called ornithopters. I love it. Yeah, my little zero twos. (laughs) You know, fucking fly in. I still have to make the thopter cube. 
Um, my favorite planet, I think, has to be the the little that that one aside on the Sardukar planet. That whole scene, I was just yeah. like, yeah, I get it. Very cool. Oh my god, just so much story and depth built into just showing some bullshit aside from like you know you got your common exposition just to say hey Mm -hmm. these guys are like the emperor from like direct from the emperor so just in case you didn't know these are mean motherfuckers who don't take no shit from anyone look at these people they crucified for the fucking (laughs) makeup and they're about to come to arrakis to just just kill everyone yeah, and kill they do. And, you know, I, the thing I appreciate about this and why it might be digestible for somebody who's not, like, the avid Dune Watcher or something is that you can show... It does a good, great job of showing and not telling, even though that was, like... Still, there was a good amount of exposition. Mm-hmm. Less than the 1984 yes, one. Yes, but they, they did but, present like, the it in a better way, yeah. I felt. Instead of having like the, the talking head talk to you for the first 10 minutes of the movie about, yeah. here's what you need to know, you know, they kind of more organically worked it into the the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with, like, gravity belts, they didn't have, a, like, a five-minute explanation on, like, what those are and who gets those and how to use it and a demonstration. It's like, they just used it. Just kind of float. This is a common tool. They float down behind your battle lines and immediately you're flanked and everyone's fucked. That was that was a great dope. little scene. Um, awesome scene. The the shields I like so so much better than the acting. I mean that's to be expected. Um, I would fucking hope they would be better than yeah, right. than the Lego men suits from from uh, David Lynch's version. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, oh. Um. Oh, what was the thing? So, do you want to do you want to get into like spoilers and like talk about the plot? Like, give, give a whole review. Sure. I don't know that we. I don't have a or ton more to not? say in spoilers. I mean, we we already recanted the plot of Dune when we watched the first one. It's the same thing. It's basically just the first half of the movie, given yeah. more time to develop properly, so you understand what the fuck's going on. And yep. uh, they they didn't really change anything from the first movie other than taking half of it out yeah <laughs> and just widening the first half um i mean we can st- let's still go into spoilers just to just yeah, to be sure because sure, um i'm sure we all at least have a little bit um so yeah spoilers now go watch this shit um i i've been wanting to ask the the fucking the voice how is the voice in imax because i i like the voice it was great you love to hear it um, but I heard from other so people much more, that it, it fucking shook your bones when they did it in the IMAX theater. A lot more, like, visceral and uh, shocking. I, I wasn't expecting it, how they were going to do it. And after the first initial, when they did it, like, that, that okay. Mm-hmm. After that, it's like, they use it a bunch more times, and okay, you know, I get it. Um, a cool effect. I like the effect. Um, I guess I just wasn't. Like, especially that scene in the beginning where he's just eating breakfast with his mom and he uses that and that demonic voice comes through. I really wasn't expecting that in, like, somewhat of a calm, serene scene. Mm -hmm. And, like, at breakfast, mom, really? (laughs) Fuck off. I have to, (laughs) like, summon this demon to command you to give me water. (laughs) Just give me water. So, 
I wasn't expecting that, so that was a nice little uh, tonal change in that. I mean, in that part. Uh, that whole scene was uh, just so much more atmospheric than the. Um, I mean, especially than the the eighty four version where it was like, it was it was very evenly lit, and everything <laughs> you know, everyone's just exposing all the, you know. You could hear inside everyone's head the whole time, so there was really no tension. Um, and they just wanted to, they wanted to show you everything where in this one, he just like walks into this crypt and there's a fucking horror grandma sitting in the chair. She's like, Neil. And, and she yeah. fucking yeah, that was like, cringe. And he posts cringe. <laughs> it was a um, weird, uh, I mean like, yeah, the scene, the scene worked. I'm not trying to say it was a bad scene, but it was kind of like weird a little how uh, the visual design of that scene played out. Oh, it's what the, the one in uh, the, the Dune we just saw or the, I'm, I can't remember it from the 1984 one. I don't I don't think that scene was in the 1984, was it? Oh yeah. Which, which with scene? the box so, where he meets, with the box. Where he meets Mother yeah. Superior well, it, for it, the it was time. a lot different though. Yeah. It was a lot different. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the, the way it was shot, in this version made it seem like beyond the door was a great void. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fair. Like it, it seemed like it was in this enormous, mostly empty room. And I'm like, what's the purpose of having a room this big? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was supposed to be the library. Um, they had books on the back wall. I remember. Right, um, okay. And libraries can get pretty spacious. I I do I do want to point out again once again I was very stoned when I watched this movie so I might remember some details a little bit differently than they actually played out. I the the scene that they shot in this one where where she uses the voice on him and you kind of see through Paul's perspective what it looks like to have the voice masterfully used on you. Holy shit! A really bizarre, creepy, different kind of effect. It kind of takes the force, which uh, the force was based off of this, um, and kind of is like, holy shit, like, this is daddy force. <laughs> this is, like, the, the, using the voice. This one is, doesn't uh, say please. This one does not. This is, there's no consent in using the voice. <laughs> you know, it's a far cry from, from using that and saying, come kneel, or telling you to kill the other, uh, you know, uh, uh, guards mm-hmm. uh, to these are not the druids you were looking for. It's yeah. the same right. Right. sort of effect, though. At the end, at the end of the day, uh, yeah, but it's like, uh, <laughs> we're just talking normally. Well, except you know, there's there's having different. They're also very oh. different, like circumstances. In one instance, you're fighting for your life, and the other instance, you're trying not to draw attention to yourself. Mm. That being said, I could never, uh, you know, the Sith never used that, to my knowledge, and the Jedi would would never use it for such a thing, um, which gives the the voice a, its own unique flavor that it's so um, imposing. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's definitely it's a, its own device. No one's challenging that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's I, a I have... that's a that's one great scene. Um, oh. I like I like in even in the establishing shots, there's some pretty basic kind of emotions 
that he tries to convey, like, you know, something as simple as, oh, this is the desert. It fucking sucks out here. Like, look at this. It's just sand everywhere. Oh, it's stupid hot out, you know, or, oh, it's Gady Prime. Oh, God, Baron is fucking ugly, dude. Look at him wipe his sweaty, sweaty face. The man is the biggest thumb in the galaxy. <laughs> um, yeah, I have, I have. What the um, fuck is that dog thing? Oh my god! I there, there. I don't. Uh, I, I won't use it as spoiler because it's not from this movie. It's some background material. It's supposed to. Um, people are saying like, like, oh, it's like reason, a chair dog, right? No, no. I'm, I'm talking about uh, the Baron, like Vladimir. Why he is that way? Mm-hmm. It kind, kind of a big. It's a big spoiler. Uh. So I'm not gonna even like say it, but there's a reason why he is that way, and it kind of is de- dealing with like the Bene Gesserit. So mm-hmm. like Vladimir, you know, the Harkonnen house and the Bene Gesserit go back uh, a little ways, and they have kind of a a muddy a history. Past. Yes, um, mm-hmm. I mean all houses do. I mean if you caught it in this movie, uh, Baron Harkonnen yeah. calls uh, uh, Leto Atreides cousin. Um, and I was talking to my friend just for like clarification on that. It could be part of, he could know, uh, the one thing that I'm not going to say, but it also could be just generally all the houses are kind of related as um, royalty do years. Yeah. <laughs> just years and years of inter like, you know, Hey, we'll give you a, one of our children for, for some spice, you know? So I think maybe that might be part of it too. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't know any of that, you look at him and you're like, "Oh, what a what a gross what a gross melted creamsicle of a man." Yeah, dipping oh, he in, is he is something to look dipping at. Dipping into his fucking tapas like oil and vinaigrette dip when he needs to heal himself, he comes out and like, "You are not a crusty piece of Italian bread, my friend. <laughs> yeah, you would not go like, before my pasta meal." The primordial look was kind of icky fantastic uh uh you know scenes uh that could build tension even if i knew what was coming uh one of the great things this movie does is uh being able to build suspense when you know like some things might be happening already uh so when leto atreides gets like darted in the back and he gets paralyzed um you're just kind of like at at the edge of your seat trying to Mm -hmm. figure out what's going to happen up next and i think he gets i think leto gets a better rub here than in the movie right because in the old movie yeah they foil that whole plot i feel like i think yeah, they like kinda, catch the tooth and they like they throw it out or whatever i forgot i think uh, i think um, that's right yeah it, and this one because this yeah. this felt much different to the point where i don't even remember this plot from the original movie i think because yeah. that movie just tried to shove 10 pounds of shit in a two pound sack mm-hmm. you know that kind of got <laughs> brushed over in 45 seconds. Yeah, they dropped that for the scene where um, Harkonnen has mouse blood as a snack. He's like, mm, fucking mm. levitates into the air and spins around. Yeah, he has a, yeah, he like, pull his heart pin or whatever the fuck. They did that instead of the plot. Where in this one, of course, they can't do Oscar Isaac dirty because he's not going to like be in the next one. So they have to give him the cool send off at least. Um, and I think it's a, I think it's better closure for his character. Even if it did kill the baron it was like it was it was a good fuck you um yeah yeah it, it definitely hurt him and uh it, it also put into that uh you know killed some of the other people in the room it was a more noble way for his character to go out yeah for sure and and for anybody who like 
is saying, oh, the shields, he had the shield on to protect him. Um, it's actually very specific. These shields are different from like the shields that are on spaceships that would actually protect against gas. Because mm-hmm. um, you're supposed, they have to let you humans breathe. Humans need oxygen. Yeah. So these shields are actually uh, calibrated to let you breathe in particles. So uh, there, there is that aspect to it, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of aspects of the shield. Just the, like the minor little nuances that they added in here to uh, show the world building mm-hmm. was awesome. I like the bullets that they used kind of to even, the, you know, you it illustrated a bunch of things at once. Like one, bullets don't really work. And two, these yeah. bullets are not normal bullets because of this. So they have to do a thing where they got like drill in. And that's a really intense yeah. kind of feeling when Jason he has to like cut it out from himself before it gets through. I was like, wow. And you can even see, like, like his arm was getting stuck on his shield, and he had to, like, slowly move it to knock the bullet out, too. Because, you know, mm-hmm. it'll, you know, the shields will reflect its, you know, and at, brute force from itself. Yeah, exactly. At the same time as that, it's also showing that Duncan Idaho is a fucking badass, and he's used to this. Like, this is a thing he can yes. do. Like, Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Yep. So that was a, that gave oh. a nice, um, pace to all the different fight scenes josh brolin was also a great gurney halleck um i think we are going to get more of him in the second movie obviously mm-hmm. duncan idaho is dead uh in this he dies from trying to protect uh paul his mother and uh dr kynes okay yep. you know I, he had a good death he went out like a badass too yeah. i wish they didn't show i wish they didn't tease the worm riding i wish they saved that for the second movie because um, if you just had um, Dr. Kynes with the hooks out, I'm like, people who know, know. And people who don't know what she's yeah. doing, what is she doing? Um, and maybe they could infer it from it. But then they show that clip of the dude just like riding. And I'm like, oh, that was such a cool reveal in, in the 84 movie. Um, yeah. That would definitely been a sweet spectacle but to see. They, but they revealed a lot of the stuff like through his premonitions. Mm-hmm. Like and a lot of over-the-shoulder shots of Zendaya. <laughs> Yeah, like Zendaya is barely in this movie in real time, but she's in like thirty percent of the shots because they show his his premonitions I, a chunk of the time. Yeah, where nineteen eighty four had the monologues, this has vision after vision after vision of Zendaya in a perfume ad, um, and uh, this is sparking quite the Touch memes, and I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's did I just watch two and a half hours of a boy and his mother whisper about space politics and, while Zendaya pops in with perfume ads? I mean, it's, not it's my proudest fat, but <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, then we kind of get to the end um, uh, while Paul and his mother are chair running away from Harkon and Baddies, and which I could also say Sardaukar Baddies. Yep, I could also say that the um, the attack on um not i what's the city in arrakis or I, the city this the attack on Arrak- the city arrakis, the city that yeah, the, the, could have been like palace. the climax there but they needed yeah. to kind of push it out like, a little bit it would have that. been a little short of a movie but like from a dramatic standpoint that would have been i feel a better spot to end it on than where they did because like the, the they walked the, out I guess of the movie the, the climax you would say of this movie was him just fighting some random fremen dude 
and like killing they him. did give it some thematic weight. Uh, like, very- yeah, I'm not saying it was like completely throwaway, but compared to the grandeur of House Atreides being fucking obliterated off the map, and even like earlier when they narrowly escaped the uh, where they were staying and Duncan Idaho died, like yeah. those within the Couldn't greater plot fun. of the film and action wise were more climactic than what was effectively the climax of the movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there definitely was source material too, to go off of that, like where they could have spent more time, uh, spent on Arrakis going through the city and doing stuff like there. I think we got a bit of a taste of it where Paul would go out and talk with the guy who was watering the palm trees and whatever. So there was a little bit of that. I th- I guess there was more of that because it's a city. It, it's shit's happening in this area. It would have been cool to, I guess, explore that a little bit. But I, my assumption is, is that if they were to do that, people would have complained about it dragging through the middle and just been like, oh, it's exposition. It's just world building for the sake of world building where uh, when in the end it blows up, mm-hmm. it's not really going to matter any. And to give you um, some, like, so they showed lasers in this. Uh, and the weaponry is actually a big plot in part of uh, Dune. Why they're all using swords, nobody's using bullets, they have this shield technology. Mm-hmm. The reason why nobody uses, like, lasers and, like, handguns and shit like that, like, laser guns, uh, is because if you were to shoot uh, a shield mm-hmm. with a laser... It's supposed to like it would have caused a, nuke. a nuclear yeah. explosion that would kill everybody. Like those particles don't mix, uh, like the laser particles and the, the Holtzman particles. Yeah, I it, it said so something about feedback. Just to and, show you, yeah, yeah, just to show you how like savage the Harkonnens are, just carelessly shooting that laser through the city to try to like shoot down Duncan Idaho's ship that has an active shield on it is like. Okay, they don't fucking give a shit about this city. Like they're gonna blow it up mm-hmm. in order to just kill somebody. If that wasn't apparent from from the orbital bombardment, yeah, yeah, which was fucking amazing. Uh, the just, the nice. They, I'm so glad they held on it. He he made the choice to like you see the the uh, homing missiles, the scatter missiles, just fucking rain down, and oh. then the city lights up, lighting yeah. up the sky, and then just. Fucking blown shit to Duncan's hell. Duncan's got to fucking die hard it, yeah. Slowly, the bomb's designed to like slowly resonate through the shield and, and blow up whatever it's shielding was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, so many fantastic shots that uh, I wouldn't mind watching again any day, any day of the week. Yep. Um, so so let's get to like the end of it where... Um, yeah, they're running away from the Harkonnens. Uh, you know, Doctor Kynes dies trying to trying to ride a worm. Paul trips out in a we tent. Never... Yeah, <laughs> Paul trips on a tent while getting high on spice and has visions of the future, which looks badass. Uh, and then they end up eventually finding um, a, a Fremen group. Well, I guess it's which... more apt to say the Fremen find them. Yeah. So, yeah, they they just paths. find a rock. They just they just find a rock and the Fremen are just like, what you doing in my swamp? <laughs> what are you doing uh, in my swamp? <laughs> Get out of my swamp! <laughs> I'll play the bagpipes. 
<laughs> Tony's there. Uh, Paul pulls out a gun, um, and Lady Jessica's kind of a badass, uh, and you know fucks up. And they mention weirding. So let's hope we don't get weirding modules, because how it's actually depicted in the books, and maybe spoiler alert for Dune Two. I don't know. It's just karate. It's just really good karate. Uh, I like their that's why David Lynch Kung Fu bitches. <laughs> that's that's why David Lynch didn't do the real way in the first one was because he thought nobody wanted to watch karate in the desert. And how fuck you, David Lynch. You Give it to us wrong. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give it to us, dude. We want karate in the desert. Make it look cool though. Like, make it look like it's, uh, they're using powers instead of a fucking voice box and a little module that they're holding. They go, bloop. So. Muadib. Muadib. (laughs) Because (laughs) here's the problem with this. Sorry to rant about Dune 1984. They took, the book said, they're fighting in my name. And, and, and David Lynch said, no, no, no. Frank Herbert, you fucking dolt. They're fighting using his name. They're fighting with my name. <laughs> so they said they said he's gonna use it literally. Gonna, his name is a weapon. So when they, they're all yelling Marty <laughs> Paul 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 You know They're just blowing Which up rocks I and just, dudes. I just love the fucking juxtaposition of, of Lady Jessica being like this very formal sounding name. Here, Paul. And Paul. Paul. Fucking it reminds me of the high Duncan Idaho. What an inspired name. That is that is a that is a top tier name. All we need now is uh Lincoln, Nebraska in the next movie. Yeah. We'll be all set. <laughs> um oh, what was I thinking of? I don't remember. I don't remember. Doesn't I guess it didn't matter. Um plenty of stuff to see in the next one. Um, but again, like I said, they they walk into the background of the movie and Zendaya turns to the camera and says, tune in for next time. Pretty Come much, back yeah. for the next one. <laughs> and it cuts to credits. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it sucks, but it is a part one. And uh, I guess legally they couldn't have a five hour movie take up. Well, it's, one it's, time well they could. Uh, the theaters just wouldn't. Yeah, the theaters wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. very happy about it. That's why you couldn't release the Snyder Cut. <sighs> in so, theaters. I mean, once the second part comes out, obviously, like it's gonna be so it's gonna be pretty easy. I would say, part one, intermission. Part two, do it at home. Maybe some theaters will do a special marathon event. Um, Lord of the Rings. We've got this covered. We've gone through this path before. The nine-hour three-movie saga is a tradition among many, uh, many Wesley, nerds. And then you get the extended cuts where it's more like a 16-hour uh, just, just put a Saturday on it. Just like this Saturday, sunlight, no. Hobbits, Not yes. Today. We're going Helm's Deep up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll be interesting um, to see if this gathers enough pop culture... Uh, you know, traction to have uh, more fr- spinoffs again, you know, like how the one thing, uh, the one other thing I have to say about this before we wrap up here is uh, 
they really showed why Dave Bautista plays pretty much the same character in every movie. The man has zero range. <laughs> he had what? Two lines in this movie? He had more than that, but like it, he's not a good actor. He's at least not like a dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, he cut those heads off pretty well. That was dramatic. He moved kind of awkwardly in his spacesuit. I I don't think he was very comfortable with it. I just wanted to come out with the McMahon walk. (laughs) Yeah, um, definitely. Like I said, if you're a fan of sci-fi or this has piqued your interest, it's it's a good movie. Um, I won't necessarily say it can drag in spots but there are definitely pockets of less action within the movie yeah um but amazing visuals to i would say maybe wet your whistle yeah i mean it's kind of like in my opinion cinema paradiso as a movie like the plot and all that is fairly average but it's so immaculately shot that it's still like yeah. worth viewing i think this is kind of in that camp agree um i agree with the visuals for sure um i know i will probably at some point before the end of this run i'll probably take a look at the uh, at a at a added value viewing yeah it's it's a uh, it's solid to watch an imax um yeah, it's uh, I mean, especially when you're only paying them I mean, like seven bucks more, uh, for for something where you're getting a little bit extra, uh, and you're getting a little bit more of a experience. I think it's fine. Uh, I wish real cinemas were just a little bit better theaters. Uh, but what are you gonna do? Um, I think IMAX is also at AMC as well. Uh, yeah. I know Cinemark didn't have it. Um, so. I don't know if those are any different or not. It, it's the back. all same. It's the same uh, yeah. well, we, IMAX, MX, or whatever we, we learned today it was. Um, yep. Yeah, we'll wrap up. Catch us Saturday. We might even do like an actual on Halloween stream too. Um, but uh, we'll be streaming stuff this weekend, spoopy stuff. Um, I'll bring my candy bucket hat again. Just pull almond joys out from behind my head. Fucking Lobot again. (laughs) Halloween (laughs) Lobot. Were you there for that stream, Jake? No, he was not. Okay, so last Halloween, I was a bowl. I my worst idea. I was a bowl of of Halloween candy, um, which I broke a couple ceramic knives trying to cut out a Halloween bowl for that. Yeah, this was a net negative, all all things considered. So what I did was I cut out a hole from my face, um, and then I poured an Almond Joy bag onto my head to fill it up. Um, and throughout the entire... <laughs> you can go back on the stream the whole night. I'm just pulling fucking half-melted Almond Joys out from behind my ears like I'm a street magician in front of a group of, of kindergartners and just, just casually pull one, eat one. <laughs> It just kept going. Look, I've heard, I've heard worse. I mean, 
It, like after after like the fourth or fifth almond mini almond joy, Kurt started to catch on. He was like, <laughs> it just. Well, I noticed right away, but I was like, okay, he's got like two or three there from whatever the fuck he just slammed this bowl on his head. Sure. But, like, after the sixth Almond Joy you pulled out, I'm like, how many do you fucking have back there? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it lasted me the whole night. Sure it was did. an unforgettable costume, if nothing else. That's true. Jack O'Lantern, Halloween Jack robot. O'Lantern. Yep. All right. I think that's it, um, Yeah, so Twitch TV backslash Iron Studs, the place to go for that. Uh, SirenStuds.com is also place where you'll find links to the twitch the uh youtube channel all all our stuff is on there um so until next time be well stay safe and party like it's 1995 peace bye-bye